Burleson, Congressman Burleson, joining us. I said around 7.30. It's actually going to be around 8.10. I went back and looked at my calendar, and that is the, the time that we actually have him. So he will be joining us around 8.10 this morning. Talk about the latest when it comes to continuing resolutions. Matt Gates got this battle going on between Gates and... And McCarthy, what does all of it mean? Is it going to matter? We'll get the straight scoop from Congressman Burleson around 810. Uh, Woodvale subdivision. This is the corner of Golden and Weaver. If you happen to be a person that has been looking for the brand new home, I recommend that you drive through this development and check them out. This is all our building company. We're talking about builders. Uh, they're in, in this Woodvale development. They're offering incentives. And that combined with the way that all our building company operates, showroom floor, everything in one place, no need to travel all over the Ozarks at a countertop place and a tile place and a flooring place and this place and that place. They have it all in one showroom floor. So you get the, the incentive component to the brand new homes in the Woodvale subdivision, along with the ease and convenience and quality of Aller Building Company's products at there at the showroom floor uh, that they have to offer. And it's just match made in heaven. Recommend that you check them out. Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. You can find them under Nick's endorsements at KSGF.com. Rhonda Santos was on with Bill Maher over the weekend. I want to play just a couple bits of audio there uh, in which they're making the rounds because he he did a, a good job of holding his own. I think Bill Maher makes it. Bill, Bill Maher is a left-wing guy. He makes headlines every so often because he doesn't tow the leftist line for the sake of towing the leftist line. While ideologically he's still a left-winger, he sees the behavior of his fellow left-wingers as being nutty, not just regarding the political implications, but the fact that it's just nuttiness, total and complete nuttiness. He does, with his format, also allow people with opposing perspectives to present their perspectives. He may not agree with them. He may mock them. He may tell them, oh, I think you're crazy. But he lets them talk. And that is a format that is generally much more beneficial than going on some of these standard news networks where they interview you and then they cut it up and they splice things together and make it appear different than the actual context of the full interview itself. And, you know, it, it's something that I think a lot of confident conservatives are drawn towards because it is the ability to talk with someone of a different perspective who may not always agree, but will actually listen and allow you present your perspective. He's almost like a Phil Donahue of, of the day. Uh, at the same time, we'll talk about RFK Jr. is apparently going to announce in October he is going to leave the Democrat Party and run as a third party candidate. Now, this is very interesting. Because there are a lot of people that are on the right who who say that this is a horrible thing, that this is going to hurt Trump. The reasons that they give for this, I don't 
agree with. I, I, I'm not on board fully saying that it's impossible that this would work against Republicans. But the evidence they're presenting to argue that this is going to not hurt Democrats but hurt Republicans, I do not believe it's so- that, that, that their argument is a solid one, and we'll talk about that also coming up. The American Transmissions talk a text line 447-KSGF, and Sarah Myers is going to update us on the latest news. That's right. Well, yes, you are. I-44's westbound lanes have been closed due to a fiery truck crash near the 64-mile marker this morning. That is just east of the Hood's truck stop. Traffic has been rerouted to 266 until the wreckage is cleared up. One eastbound lane of the interstate is also closed due to debris from the crash. At the moment, there is no update available on the condition of that truck driver. A Missouri woman, or let me try that again, a woman from Springfield has died after a crash near Crane on Sunday. The Missouri State Highway Patrol says the accident happened off Old Wire Road when 51-year-old Michelle Myers ran off the road, hit several fence posts, and overturned. Myers was pronounced dead at the scene. Two adults in the vehicle were transported to an area hospital with serious injuries, and a nine-year-old was also transported to a local hospital with moderate injuries. And an escaped inmate from Phelps County has been captured near Kansas City. The Phelps County Sheriff's Department says that on September 29th, two inmates, Stephen Timothy Scott and Jonathan Odell, escaped from the Phelps County Jail. Scott turned himself in after several hours, and Odell led law enforcement officers on a chase through Ray County before being caught just west of Kansas City late Sunday night. And that's the latest news. First alert forecasts from Colorton, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work mostly sunny today high of 88 62 tonight 85 tomorrow then cooler weather wednesday shower storms likely high of 74 and thursday a 50 percent chance of rain with a high of 71 coming up next ronda santez with bill maher talking about everything from being an election denier bill maher asks him he's like well, you know what you 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 help campaign for some election deniers what is that all about his response there and also maher uh, acknowledging that the new york times did a, a horrible hit piece that was completely misleading on DeSantis and his remarks on that as well then we'll talk also rfk jr um, he's he's not saying what he's saying he, he's announced an, an event coming up uh, is it October 7th, I think, that he said? And he's released a two-minute video in which he says that at this event, he is going to reveal his path towards the White House, which is largely expected to be a run as a third-party candidate. And many there's real division here over who this hurts. Uh-oh, is this going to be a spoiler for Biden or is this going to be a spoiler for Trump? we got a happy hour coming up Friday. That's right. We most certainly do. A happy hour at Retro Metro. I'm excited. You excited? I'm excited. You know, I ate at Retro Metro three days last week. I ate there zero I, times. I know. I had to make up for your... I was very disappointed. We had our lunch bunch Wednesday, yes. and then I had a lunch meeting there Thursday, and then I had family come into town from out of town Friday, and I always like to take them somewhere different when they're in town, somewhere mm-hmm. that's locally owned. And um, and they had not yet been to Retro Metro. I bet so they loved it. There. Yes, they did. And so I got it three days last week. With their new, they, have, they have their new fall menu, so there were 
things. I had uh, the new pizza that is on the starters part of oh, the lunch yes, menu. Oh, yes, I noticed yeah, that. I had never had one of the pizzas. I love the crust. They are really, fantastic. really good. It I is always wonderful. get them at happy hour. Mm, yes. I never had one. So this was like a barbecue chicken style. Oh, that sounds good. It was very good was very good. They do have, if there are tickets still available, this Saturday they're going to have an Oktoberfest event. Inside will be German buffet, outside live music and beers, and it's just going to be, I'm sure they're going to do it absolutely upright with games because uh, they do things right there. I, I think it's 28 or $30 a ticket. I've heard a couple of different things, but um, I'd, I'd call them uh, or go by there if that's something you are interested in. In the meantime, Friday, 4 to 6, we will have our happy hour there where we just hang out and have a good time, have something to eat, have something to drink, and kick off the weekend. So love for you to join us. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, of course, running for the Republican nomination to be president of the United States on Real Time with Bill Maher. A couple of exchanges there. Now, this um, appearance by DeSantis is being viewed as a success. Uh, anytime you have someone that is not a left winger, go on one of these programs and you're pretty much able to get your ideas and thoughts across uninterrupted is considered a success. And I, I do think that if Bill Maher, for all of the areas in which he rightfully deserves criticism, uh, he does allow that to happen. I think he is. He, he does remind me. I mentioned Phil Donahue earlier. For those that remember Phil Donahue, I was just a kid, never really watched him <laughs> when I was a kid, unless it happened to be on at my grandmother's house or you know, somewhere. Uh, but if you go back and you watch, let's say, with Ayn Rand or Milton Friedman uh, on with Donahue, Donahue was openly left-wing uh, Democrat, but he would ask questions and let the answers be given. And though it didn't necessarily change his mind, you got this sense that he really genuinely asked a question because he wanted to hear the person's answer. Well, where are you coming from on this? And Bill Maher tends to do that more than any other left-wing individual that happens to have a platform today, uh, at, at least on the scale that he does. And... This was um, over the weekend. DeSantis was on there. One of the areas of discussion had to do with election deniers. But you campaigned for, for election deniers in 2022. This I do not forgive. Well, To look. quote the Godfather. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Carrie Lake, who said Biden is an illegitimate president, Trump didn't. Well, now she's attacking me, so maybe I did make a mistake there because uh, she's out there saying, she, she's you, trying to say that we mandated vax in Florida. We did the opposite. We protected people even from private mandates. So so, so that may have been. But Trump but, lost the election, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So why did you campaign for people? Who because I wanted to see Republicans win key races. And I that's, think it's important. That's not a deal breaker issue for you. That's not democracy. Well, okay, well, let's go back to 2016. Uh, your friends in Hollywood were cutting ads telling the Electoral College to, to vote against Trump in, in the Electoral College because it was stolen. They said Russia stole the election. For years they said that. So don't act like this is like okay. a unique well, thing in modern history of the country. First, first of all, Ron, I have no friends in Hollywood. <laughs> you do remember those commercials, though. I remember them. Yeah, one of the, the um, things about DeSantis there that 
I, I think it gets overlooked is he he was very conversational and natural and he tends to not always present that in a way that I, I comes across. He is a little stiff. Um, he just, I don't know, the engaging component sometimes isn't always there, but he came across pretty engaging, pretty casual, good sense of humor there. And I like also the fact that he just straightforward because I wanted Republicans to control things. What do you mean, why did I campaign for him? I, I mean, why does anybody campaign for anyone? They want to, you know, they want their side to win. And then, of course, bringing up the fact that this is, let's not pretend that this is some new concept of questioning elections. Democrats, in my lifetime, they have questioned every presidential election that I have been able to vote in, in which the Republican won. Not once, but twice. They accused George W. Bush of stealing the elections. Of course, his dissent has pointed out with Trump. They claim that Russia stole that election for him. Bill Maher also noted a New York Times piece that was a hit piece on DeSantis. The New York Times did such a despicable hit piece on you that I saw because I forget what the lead headline was, but it was basically Ron DeSantis <laughs> up the, the, the pandemic. And then like at the very end, it says Florida's death rate overall was better than the national average. Now, if you're going to do a, an article, if you're going to do an article about Florida and the pandemic, shouldn't that be the lead? Yeah. Shouldn't that be the, I mean, talk and about shouldn't it be that the we're lead? the number one state for in-migration? I mean, if we did yeah. so bad, people would have been leaving Florida. People are coming. Wells moving into the state. Our All right, so that was uh, the exchange there between DeSantis and Mario. He's getting high praise. Uh, that being DeSantis for his performance there. And I do think a lot of it's just because of the casual nature uh, of it. And, and he does clearly have the ability to, that being DeSantis, uh, have, I don't know the best term. I don't want to say warmth because he's not a cold guy. There's just some people just, Clinton, great example, had this way of connecting, making you just feel as if he was right there with you and, and um, um, just connected. And, and I think that that is something that DeSantis struggles with, not nearly as much as some former individuals have done. Uh, Al Gore would be an extreme example of a person who was just so wooden. He couldn't, uh, he just, when he tried, there was no natural, uh, relaxed interaction ever with Al Gore. It just, there never was any sort of connection. And then you have those like Bill Clinton on the other end of the spectrum, and DeSantis seems to fall uh, somewhere in, in the middle there. Coming up, Biden emerges from hiding, has a brain freeze, and it was a um, pretty traditional appearance. One of the areas in which he got, it was clear he, he got lost, forgot what he was talking about, was he, he was asked about Kevin McCarthy and uh, and you know Biden's thoughts on what Kevin McCarthy's dealing with in terms of this fractured Republican Party in Congress. So that audio next. I'm Nick Reed. Baby, let me love you down. There's so many ways to love you. Maybe I can break you down. Friday, when it looked like there would be a 
partial government shutdown. Biden took an early lid, meaning that uh, it was announced that when a lid, I know you may hear this term every so often, it is putting a lid on the day, if you will. Uh, it is when the media is told, hey, you don't need to worry about the president doing or saying anything else today. You can take the rest of the day off in terms of your coverage of him because he's done for the day. And and yeah, it's been noted that oftentimes this occurs before noon. And um, it's something that reporters have become accustomed to. And a lid was called despite the fact that it was being reported that there would uh, in all likelihood be a shutdown. This is averted. He uh, comes out to talk just a bit on Sunday. And when he was asked about a potential fight over leadership in the lower chamber, and this is something we'll talk with Congressman Burleson about uh, coming up around 810 this morning, as Matt Gates is saying that, hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to call to have him removed. We're going to do a vote. And the only way he's going to be able to stay in power is if the Democrats are helping him. Um the pro-McCarthy side, if you will, is noting that the only way McCarthy is going to get replaced is if Matt Gates works with the Democrats on his side. So both sides are trying to position it with uh, the other side having to work with Democrats. And Biden was asked about this struggle uh, between McCarthy and the leadership. And these are his articulated thoughts. I hope this experience for the speaker has been one of a personal revelation. I'm not being facetious. I, uh, um, anyway. Uh, so he forgot. Um, <laughs> it's, he's almost in those moments like Mitch McConnell, but his mouth continues to slowly work. Whereas McConnell just freezes up. He has those moments in which he freezes and there's nothing, no sound, no noise. Biden, it's, it is as if he has the same problem, but his mouth, it, it just continues to go. Though there's a, there's that heavy breathing in between. And when you see the visual, it does become clear as well that he, he just, he forgot what he's talking about. And um, the so a reporter jumped in and asked him another question after that, saving him, whether that was their intent or not. But but there's uh, the very alert Joe Biden moment of uh, Sunday. And I'm sure most people recognize it is not going to get any better. It is only going to get worse. Can we imagine what that is going to look like a year from now, two years from now, three years from now? I, 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 can, I can only imagine. Frighteningly so. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 88 today, 85 tomorrow. Then cooler weather in store Wednesday with showers and storms likely a high of 74. Cooler yet Thursday with a 50% chance of rain, a high of only 71. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, if you are in the market to purchase a new vehicle soon, but you are wanting to do a longer test drive than what you get at the dealership, you know, because they only give you like 10 minutes. Um, if you are wanting to uh, lease a vehicle, if you are a person who leases your vehicle, but you're wanting more flexibility, or if you are a business owner looking to add to your fleet of vehicles, I highly recommend that you check out Avis, the car rental company, and their brand new long 
long-term rental program. Now, Avis, they created this program to kind of bridge that gap between buying and leasing a vehicle. And some of the best highlights of this program is you have no trips to the DMV, you don't have to worry about vehicle maintenance, and if you get into a vehicle that's just not working out for you, or maybe you are wanting to swap vehicles out, we're moving into fall, you know, into winter, and if you can swap out vehicles every couple of months if you wish to do so. And Avis, they have a variety of vehicles. They have everything from Ford F-250s to Chevy Bolt EVs to sports cars, so they really do have something for every season, every lifestyle. Now, if you you want more information on the long-term rental program just swing by the avis store it's located here in springfield off of fort and sunshine you can speak to lauren and of course you can find all of the contact information for avis under the sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com in all of the back and forth and somewhat chaotic um, negotiations that have been occurring in an effort to try and, and stop a government shutdown, you had this Democrat congressman from New York, Jamal Bowman, pulled a fire alarm. So the fire alarm goes off, and then security cameras show that it was Jamal Bowman who pulled the fire alarm. The speculation that when you try to figure out why would somebody do this if there's not a fire was to prevent the a vote from a continuing resolution from taking place so that the government would in fact shut down that the that despite the fact that polling shows a plurality of Americans are, are blaming Biden and Democrats for this that you know that Pulling this alarm would um, cause government shutdown, and that would give Democrats something to campaign on and, and to try to turn this tide of sentiment that is against Democrats currently in, in favor. Some would argue that that is an insane thought. However, there has been no other reasonable explanation given. The... The setting of the scenario where you've got these doors there and their doors. So there's two. I, I think there's an attempt to conflate things by the Democrats because the doors themselves that he claimed that he was going to try to exit to get to the vote faster. Now, Republicans are noting um, there are tunnels for that. That's why those tunnels exist. They allow you to get there if if you know you need to get there very quickly that is what you do everyone knows that's what you do so that part of the story does not mesh with reality furthermore these are doors that have on them and you may have i'm sure you've seen these doors that that note on the door if these doors are opened an alarm will sound aside from that there is there was another sign that was standing independently on a stand before those warnings that are on the doors themselves, noting that opening that door will set off the alarm. It appears if at the beginning of all of this, the Democrats were trying to claim that the alarm went off because he opened those doors and that he was confused. He didn't, despite all of the signage, 
noting that if you open these doors, the alarm will sound, that somehow he was confused by that. Because this is the go-to defense for Democrats always, that they're just idiots. That's the excuse that was used by Joe Biden with classified documents. That's the excuse Hillary Clinton for destroying evidence that was under subpoena, the hard drive. You know, uh, wipe it with a cloth. I don't know. I'm, they, their defense, their go-to defense is always, well, I'm an idiot. The problem with that excuse is the fact that it showed on, there, there is video of the congressman pulling an actual fire alarm that's on the wall. It wasn't the pushing open of the doors, apparently, that set off the alarm, but the actual fire alarm on the wall that we're all very familiar with, you know, pull in case of fire. The Some in the media were doing everything they could to scramble for, to cover for him, um, one of the networks, of course, MSNBC, and here is their reporting on the congressman pulling the fire alarm. Last thing I want to mention, and then we're going to take a quick break. Um, there was a mention of Jamal Bowman, Congressman um, Jamal Bowman, and the pulling of some sort of fire alarm. I just want to read for you some of the reporting so you understand what actually went on there. Um, there were some reports that began to emerge about Representative Bowman, who was um, seen pulling some sort of fire alarm um, in the Cannon House office building earlier today. We got a statement on that. Um, saying Congressman Bowman did not realize he would trigger a building alarm as he was rushing to make an urgent vote that Congressman regrets any um, confusion, just to clarify some things on that, because I know there was um, likely some folks kind of scratching their heads, wondering what it was they were asking um, Speaker McCarthy about. Now, there are a couple of uh, components to this that are funny. One of them is her reference on more than one occasion there to uh, some sort of fire alarm device, as if all of the sudden, these are very confusing devices, see? (laughs) You know, it was some sort of, I don't know, a fire alarm device. It's all very confusing. I don't know if I would recognize if I, it was some kind of, oh, it was a fire alarm. It was the exact same sort of fire alarm that is universally utilized in every single building that you ever see. They all look the same. You know, maybe over time, the color scheme or the materials that are utilized change, but ultimately they are easily recognizable. In fact, if they had no labeling on them whatsoever, the average person, if they were asked, what is this for? If you saw it on the wall, it'd say, oh, that's the fire alarm that you pull. So here you have MSNBC one trying to make it seem as if there's some real confusion as to exactly what these fire alarms look like. Apparently it was some form of some device that you pull to set off the fire alarm. This is just such a painfully obvious display of media doing everything they can to cover for Democrats. These are the displays that we see that that that, that really show how sad our state of journalism has come today once upon a time that sort of coverage if you will would have resulted in the person being taken off the air and the network wanting to make sure everyone knows that that person was fired because that in no way shape or form reflects journalist uh, integrity or standards and that is not who we are as a network but that doesn't 
happen today, of course. There is also full recognition that this individual is not going to be held accountable to any of the laws that anyone else would be held accountable if they pulled a fire alarm knowing that there was not a fire. In fact, we oftentimes hear the old, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, and you can yell it if there is a fire. But the idea behind that is, if you knowingly take an action that that you know is not... Uh, you know, true. For example, you know there's not a fire and you cause a panic because you falsely conveyed that there was a fire. That's something that you are not allowed to do. And he did it. I think it's pretty funny that the cliched example that is given is almost exactly what he did. He didn't yell fire, but he actually pulled a fire alarm knowing that there was no fire. This is a crime. If you had some individual that did the same thing because they didn't want to go to work or because they, um, you know, were wanting to get out of work early to go to uh, an event of some sort or whatever, then there would be serious repercussions. We also know if it were a Republican who had done this, what the I mean, they would be ousted as quick as they possibly in speaking of George Santos. All right. So George Santos is the Republican member of Congress that everyone piled on because he lied about a number of things. His background, his education, he essentially everything that Joe Biden has ever lied about. He also lied about. But because he's a Republican. Democrats demanded that he be ousted. A lot of Republicans demanded that he be ousted. He's still in Congress, and he made a helpful video for anyone who's confused about how fire alarms work. This is Congressman George Santos. Hi, boys and girls. This is Congressman George Santos. This here is a fire alarm. If you lift this part here and pull this down, you trigger an alarm. Don't do it. Stay good, kids. And that was the video that he posted on Twitter. This is going to be treated as no big deal, as a goof. They're going to continue to pretend as if he was just really confused and did not under. He he actually said that, that he thought pulling the fire alarm would allow him that that was what opened the doors. See, we all know that's a lie. Everyone knows it's a lie. What and what I really am interested in, then why why did he do it? What was his goal? Was it to interfere in our government doing its job, continuing to fund or keep our government going? Think about this for a moment. We have been told by Democrats about, and and we constantly get told these things about how horrible it is to shut down the government, how this is a signal to the rest of the world, how weak we are, how we can't get along and get things done. All of these people are going to suffer tremendously if the government does not continue to function. And here is an elected official that illegally pulled a firearm that would have potentially 
caused our government to shut down, if everyone had evacuated, if there was not any vote that was able to be taken at that time, though it would have been very, very temporary, arguably, that, I mean, what was his goal if it wasn't that? What was his goal? There has been no explanation provided other than the ludicrous claim that he thought that's how you opened a door was to pull a fire alarm. That tells us he does not want to admit the real reason he did it. We have watched average citizens be thrown in prison. Thrown in prison for disrupting government attempting to carry out its official duties. January 6th. That is what some of those individuals, yes, there is breaking or there's a a trespassing, but many of the individuals, it was the attempt to disrupt a government function that they sit in prison today. Is that not what was happening here? He has two things working in his favor. Well, maybe more than that. One of them is that he's not an average citizen. And the second, he's a Democrat. And so like so many other rules that we have, so many other laws that we have in place, they are used as a shield against political opposition. But when it comes to those that are Democrats, they get protected. And if there is any attempt to try and hold this individual accountable, the Democrats will scream to high heaven about how ridiculous it is, how there are more important things to worry about, how with everything going on in the world, that's the last thing they should be focusing on is the, quote, mistake of a member of Congress. And he's black, so we'll get to hear the race card thrown in as well. But I suspect, though there is a story, um, GOP now taking aim to boot Bauman after he pulled fire alarm. Uh, I, I, however, suspect that there will be no real serious impl- uh, uh, repercussions, and there certainly will not be the level of repercussions that this individual, should he have been just some sort of MAGA hat-wearing citizen, would suffer. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. KSGF.com, get signed up to win a pizza party, you and 12 of your friends with Godfather's Pizza, one of the four area Godfather store locations. That's KSGF.com. Get signed up for that. This Congressman Bowman who set off a fire alarm, which Democrats are claiming that he's just an idiot and did not understand that pulling a fire alarm did not open doors. He was confused. If, if, if that is even the case, is this person really... If, if a fire alarm confuses him, should he be voting on anything? I mean, this is what I would say to the people of the district. You trust him? You really trust him to vote on things that are dealing with the future of this country if he is confused over a fire alarm? The people in that district have very low standards, apparently. House Speaker McCarthy calling for an ethics investigation into Bowman. McCarthy said it would be interesting to see what the response to this would be, given how people have been treated in the past, quote, if they've done something wrong in the Capitol. 
Politico's Olivia Beavers, who broke the story originally, said that members were taking action to censure and or expel Bowman for his actions. Representative uh, Maliotakis, a Republican from New York, drafting a resolution to have Bowman expelled. Uh, Representative Lisa McLean also drafting a resolution to censure him. Her office confirms Bowman's office said the alarm incident uh, happened because of confusion and a rush to vote. Red State notes what perhaps caps off the story of the day was how there's always a tweet for everything. And it looks like there's one that didn't age well for Bowman in which he posted on Twitter, of course, regarding Trump. No one in this country is above the law. Oh, well, I suppose we shall see. Let's go to Marshall and Fairgrove. Welcome to the show, Marshall. Hey, good morning, Nick. Good morning. I just wanted to say on uh, Matt Gatz or Gates, or however they pronounce his last name, uh, I recall when they were voting McCarthy in, of course, I wasn't for that. I believe he's a moderate, and he's shown himself to be that way. Um, but Matt Gatz is not incorrect and saying that McCarthy is not stepping up to the plate doing what he said he would do. So uh, if anybody's complaining about uh, McCarthy uh, doing his job, it's the rhinos. It's definitely not the uh, Freedom Caucus as far as, I, as far as I can tell. I don't know that Matt Gatz is a part of the Freedom Caucus, but uh, people like him are people that are more uh, expecting results. They're the ones that didn't want McCarthy in in the first place and recall that that volatile environment uh, when he was being voted in McCarthy is being voted in you know I personally made a phone call to uh, Josh Hawley letting him know that we Missourians didn't want him we also didn't want Mitch McConnell uh, but we're stuck with what we've got right now until somebody does something and I'm hoping that somebody will have somebody in mind if they are going to replace him for him not doing his job and doing the things he promised. But we'll see what happens. And that's all for me. Nick, have a great day. Hey, you too. Thank you. He's, he's referencing um, this battle going on between McCarthy and Matt Gates of Florida. And one of the conditions that some of the holdouts when it came to all of the the debt ceiling deal, where they have essentially lifted the debt ceiling, eliminated it uh, for a couple of years. And one of the agreements was the going back to the way it used to be when it came to the ability to call for a vote to replace the speaker. Now, it had, it had been that way since almost the beginning of the country. When Nancy Pelosi got into place, she changed the threshold, making it much more difficult when she was Speaker of the House to call for a vote to replace her. And some of the Republicans said, we want to go back to the way it was before. And this, incidentally, it should be noted, this isn't, and all it takes is one member now. And that again, that's the way that it always was until Pelosi came along. It isn't a vote, it doesn't take one member of Congress to have the speaker replaced but just to have a vote as to whether or not to have the speaker replaced. And then McCarthy, of course, he can run again. And so it's it's largely believed that even if that move happens, it's not going to have the impact of replacing McCarthy. But it is kind of interesting for the way that some portray this as this apocalyptic sort of move when this was part of the deal, the ability to do this, which once again – 
it, you know, John Boehner faced this. Um, he uh, he eventually would step down. Uh, I believe it was Boehner. It was Boehner or Ryan, but I think it was Boehner who faced this. So th- this really isn't anything as groundbreaking as I think some of the drama suggests that it is. But we'll talk with Congressman Burleson about that as well uh, when he joins us about 10 minutes past 8. Coming up here on Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. In the upcoming hour, RFK Jr. is planning, apparently, on announcing that he is going to run as a third-party candidate for the presidency. We'll also talk with Congressman Burleson in the upcoming hour. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Um, she's fantastic. She's awesome. We, we, we talked with her on Friday, and she had noted, listen, if you are waiting to purchase a new home for interest rates to come down, lots of other people are as well. And so while you may be waiting for that, and everyone else is, and then let's say that they do come down at some point, and you're just going to be competing with that many more people, and with supply and demand, what does that mean? Oftentimes, the price of the product actually goes up. So you're not doing it yourself you know, any good by doing that. Plus, if you have an interest rate that is a little higher, and rates go down, you can... Um, you know, you, you can um, redo that interest rate to the lower rate. And so that's something to keep in mind. But any questions you have, whether it's a right move for you at this time or not, uh, any home buying or selling, of course, Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty.